All right, everybody, I need you to help me get started because we're going to just make a hard transition, and so I need your engagement. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, don't start with you, start with me. Don't start with you, start with me. Today we launch a new uh, message series called Everyone Everywhere. And it's going to mostly anchor in Romans 12. And I want to just give you a little bit of the backdrop of why everyone everywhere. And the subtitle, because subtitles are sometimes helpful, is living with a kingdom outlook. What would it be for everyone here, everywhere we go, to have eyes that are looking with a kingdom outlook? to put the filter of God's kingdom, God's character, God's identity, God's activity on everything we see, on everything we do, on everyone we encounter, that we believe here at the Vineyard the kingdom of God is pursuing everyone everywhere. The kingdom of God. This is the central teaching of Jesus. It's something that's very central to his here at the vineyard, and what we want to just, where I want to start is I want to anchor us in a framework for the kingdom. And Jesus proclaims the kingdom of God in some pretty profound ways, because we believe the kingdom of God is moving right now, that, that Jesus is alive, that the Holy Spirit is being poured out on the earth, and we can be a part of God's story here and now. And here's where I'm, I'm just going to tell you, this is going to be problematic for us. It's going to confront you in your experience of life. And here's why. Did you know that every day there are, I don't know, at least two other voices trying to be the primary filter on your life? Your own, your own selfishness, your own outlook, your own wisdom, the fact that you're made in the image of God. You are going to try to put your own view and outlook on everything. At least I do. So now you know how to pray for me. And then there's probably one other voice. Like right now, it might be uh, your favorite sports team that you filter everything about your life through, whether they're winning or losing. It's college football, so your alma mater. It might be your political view. It might be your economic view. It might be your job. Anybody got work? Okay, we need to pray for jobs at the end of our service today. Apparently, everybody's on vacation. Good for you, however you figure that out. I met a guy yesterday, he said he's been retired more years than he actually worked. I was like, you made some wise choices along the way. Do you realize, like, your family filters things, your primary relationships, everything in your life is competing to be the most important thing on your life. Anybody on social media, you have a camera you take pictures with? Do you know how many filters you can get to, like, make your pictures look good? You can put filters on everything. And then you get that social post and it says hashtag no filter because somehow like the beauty of that shot was like didn't need to be touched. I believe today, more so than any other time, because this is the day we're living, it is our day and time, we need to live with a hashtag kingdom filter. Everything. Everything needs to get filtered through the kingdom of God. Everything. Every part of our life, every resource we have, every relationship we encounter needs to be shaped and molded and led and guided and directed by the kingdom of God so that everyone everywhere experiences God's kingdom through our lives. And you might be thinking to yourself, 
what is the kingdom of God? What would even be that filter? Well, Jesus proclaims something really interesting in Luke 4. In Luke 4, we see Jesus step forward, and here's how he proclaims the kingdom. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. See, the kingdom of God is moving towards us where we need it most because the kingdom of God is good news in the midst of life's struggle. Raise your hand if you know of a person breathing and living right now who's experiencing the struggle of life. This is why we need us everywhere, pursuing everyone with the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is good news to every fringe and every edge of our life that is the struggle of the imperfect reality that we're living. This is the words of Jesus. It's the reality of Jesus. And we get to be people, like we did the last five weeks, that bless the city by proclaiming the favor of God. That sounds like good news. But Jesus doesn't just stop there. In John 14, we see something really interesting in his proclamation. He says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, we're the now on part. We're living the now on story. You do not, oh sorry, from now on you do know him and have seen him. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe the evidence of the works themselves. The evidence of God who is alive and at work coming and encountering us in tangible ways. Believe the evidence. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Church, this is our moment. This is the proclamation of Jesus for all followers, for kingdom people. The works did not stop in that day and time. He says, you will do the things I've been doing. Look for my kingdom activity. Join me in the story. Proclaim the good news of God. Heal the sick. Mourn with those who mourn. Comfort those who are grieving. Listen. And pray for the kingdom to come. You will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these. Because I am going to my Father. If you love me, obey my commands. And I will pour out my spirit on you. And you will be led. And you will be guided. And you will be filled. And you will be encouraged. And you will be strengthened. And you will be resourced with God in you. This is what it looks like to live with a kingdom outlook, the kingdom reality. The kingdom of God is anywhere people are submitting to the rule and reign of God. This is why it's hard. We have to surrender. How many of you love to surrender? You know, from a good fight, you're like, no, we want to win. Our culture has trained us well. Be strong and independent. Never give up. Never Surrender. Do you see a collision? 
This is the collision of our world giving you a filter with which to live and the kingdom of God. The world has an outlook, and it's usually power-oriented, it's usually greed-oriented, and it's usually get above everybody so that you can get yours. Here's another way to say it. Living in the reality of God's kingdom and under the authority of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That we would be people who come under the authority so that everyone everywhere are people bringing, actually, no, that's not the right way to say it. We are receiving the kingdom with everyone we're interacting with everywhere we go. I already said this. I'm going to say it again. We, as kingdom people, can embrace a kingdom outlook that postures us with a view of the world that sees God's, that sees through God's eyes, through God's character, and through God's activity. Think about this for just a second. God wants you to begin to see the world the way God sees the world. To engage in the world the way God is engaging in the world. To relate to people from the heart of God, which is the character of God, the faithfulness of God. We all get to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. With everyone, everywhere. Say everyone, everywhere. Now, do you know why that's really challenging to say that? Because there are people that are going to make this very difficult for you. Oh, come on, laugh. You know it's true. Give me a break. Right now you're thinking, I know everyone everywhere except for those people there and the situations over there. Come on, we're human. We are not Jesus. We get to follow Jesus. We get to receive the Holy Spirit. And we get to understand that the work of God is not done you are an important part of God's story in this day and time, in this moment, in this city, for people you are connected to. And that when we, the church, rise up and embrace that calling, the world begins to shift and get way more of God's kingdom. When we're quiet, when we're silent, when we're pulled back, when we're like unengaged with kingdom things, there are fewer people engaged with kingdom things. And let me be really clear, this does not mean we all need to get on a church payroll. No, we need to take the kingdom to everyone we're connected to, everywhere we're going, because when we as a community say yes to this, so many more people are reached with the hope of Jesus and the light of his kingdom and the reality that good news is being catapulted out of this room. We don't need, well, we need more good news in this room because I know I need good news. Man, it wasn't just a week. It's been a month. It has been an 18 months. It has been an 18 years for some of us, and we need good news, but when we get good news, share it. <laughs> That's what it looks like to live with a kingdom outlook. Okay, let me find out where I'm at in this thing. Man, God is good. God is alive. Some of you just need to know God is alive. Some of you need to know that God cares deeply about what you're going through. You are an important part of his story that he is writing in the earth. You are. He's pursuing you. And when we get to, like, receive the reality of his love, and then we go, God, you love me. Your mercy triumphs 
in my life. It frees us to love people with the love of Jesus on a cross that says mercy triumphs over judgment. There is no better story in the earth right now than that one. The love of God and the mercy of God triumphs. There is nothing more powerful. There is nothing more true. His heart for us is that we would connect with Jesus, that we would live connected to Jesus. We would connect in community. I'm so glad you showed up. I'm so glad you're here. And we would connect to God's mission. We would connect to God's mission. It is his plan. You might not agree with his strategy. Like you might think, God, there had to have been a better way for you to, to save the world. But he decided to empower his followers to say, go be good news. Get on mission with me. I'm going to give you the kingdom. Be on mission with me. Romans 12. I want us to be a community that understands this book has life in it. Not because it is where the power is, it because it, it connects us and, and reveals the God who loves and is at work and is pursuing. It is a place to encounter God's presence, which is where we glean everything we need. There is so much life in Scripture. I want us to journey together to check that out today in Romans 12. If you're newer to faith, you are in such a great place to be asking questions. Ask questions. Like, where is Romans? Romans is in the New Testament. What's the New Testament? Well, the Bible is split up into two halves, the Old Testament New Testament. So just move over. There's always a table of contents. Don't, I use it. <laughs> it's helpful. It's a letter written by Paul to the church, to the early followers of Jesus in Rome. Romans 12 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view, kingdom outlook of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. God, start with me. God, start with me. Teach me to see your mercy and to offer my life. See, if you want to begin this journey of faith, or if you've been on this journey of faith a long time and you want deeper, you want more, you want to cultivate a hunger and a desire for God, I want us to just not rush past this first part. We need to understand that God is merciful and we can see God's mercy in view of God's mercy. Do you agree that this day and time and what you're experiencing in the patterns of the world, we need a community of mercy to get differentiated? To begin to look different, to begin to feel different and sound different and live different, that we would be a people that go, there is mercy and I see it and I'm going to offer my life as a living sacrifice. 
I'm not going to assert my authority. I'm not going to assert my power. I'm going to come in humility and go, God, have mercy. Have mercy on our community. Have mercy on me. In view of God's mercy, offer your life. And we should, everybody just go, ouch. It costs you everything. cost you everything in the best way possible in the best way possible all of our life every circumstance every thought every emotion every relationship every resource every job every part of me offered as a living sacrifice to the God that I worship to the God that knows me, to the God that loves me. Church, this is the invitation. Think about, this is where the kingdom like confuses me. This is where God just reminds me that I'm not God and I, I need to be stretched and I need to trust. But he says this, offer your life as a living sacrifice. If you sacrifice something, what do you do? You, you give it up. You lay it down. You surrender. You put it on the altar. It dies. But in God's kingdom, you get to live. And then he says this, follow me. It says, pick up your cross, an element of, of like incredible suffering and death, and then follow me. You get to live. Everything that God is doing is calling us into life. And he says, start with me. Let the yes of your life be a daily worship service. Let the yes of your relationships be worship back to God. If you don't think you have the best voice and you're not going to make it up here on stage and hold a microphone, that's okay. You will worship way more in your life off the stage than you ever do on the stage. Offer your life in view of God's mercy. God, I see you and I'm moving towards you with the whole of my life. When I read scripture, I see a call to sacrifice and surrender, which means I need to lay down my rights. I need to lay down my authority. I need to lay down my perspective. I need to lay down my agenda. I need to lay down my hate. I need to lay down my discouragement. I need to lay down everything about me that is not God's kingdom and say, bring your kingdom. Start with me. And the reason is worship is our calling. You ever wonder why you were created? Is to worship. You ever wonder how you're going to spend eternity? Worship. If you have come to the realization in your life that you are not God, then what you have discovered is a great invitation to discover who will God be to you. There's a quote I came across this week. It said, everyone worships. Everyone does. Every human worships. The choice you get to make is what or who you will worship. What or who? You might think, man, God calls me to sacrifice everything. I don't want to do that. Your work will call you to sacrifice everything. Your money will call you to sacrifice everything. Your kids, if that's who you worship, they will take it all. I promise. <laughs> Whatever you put at the top, and if it's you, if you want to be at the top and you want to be the most important thing in your life, you will take it all. You will. Everyone worships. We were created to worship. We were created by God 
to be in relationship with God, to give all adoration, to give all affection, to give all of our life, all of our work, all of our stuff back to God as worship. And that wasn't enough for us. We wanted, we wanted to be the most important thing in the room. And that is the struggle today. The collision, the pattern of the world is to pursue everything from a selfish perspective. The pattern of the kingdom is to serve and lay down and be like Jesus, the servant of all. To live as people of worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Connect to the living God and be transformed. Renew your mind. Our minds need to be renewed all the time. For about 10 years, I spent uh, being trained as a clinician and doing therapy as a marriage and family therapist. And there are so many, like, wonderful things we can practice to, like, train our thinking and to renew our minds. We need a source that will come in and saturate us so that we can be renewed from the inside out. The living God, the living water, Jesus wants to pour into your life so that you can be transformed in your mind, in your emotional core, in your relationships. Be transformed. Worship is our calling, and our worship is most expressed when we're experiencing transformation, and we give it back to God, and we go, God, you're so good. You're giving me everything good right now. Everything good in my life is because God pours out his kingdom into me meets me in my place, and everywhere I fall short, it's mercy over judgment. And everywhere I'm imperfect, it's mercy over judgment. And everywhere I fall, I, I just kind of go, I thought I had it that time, and I go, man, I'm so awesome, and I just pick up my pride, and I start to, like, inflate my head. You just, boop, psh, mercy over judgment. Everyone everywhere worshiping God is what heaven will be. If you want to get in on heaven, the more and more we are a community of worship, that is what we were made for, to let God be God. And we have to see this. God's will is greater than my will. If we're going to start with me, if I'm going to start with me, I have to get to the place that every day I wake up and go, God, your will, not my will. Your will is greater. Your will. Your will be done. You lead me. You guide me. You direct me. You lead me by still waters and into green pastures. You shepherd me. Your will is greater than my will. And what I love about God is he, he, he wants you to like be in the mix with him. He wants to have a relationship with you so that you can test and approve what God's will is. And here's God's will. It is always good. It is always pleasing. And it is always perfect. It is always good. It is always pleasing. And it is always perfect. This is the benevolent God that you can know, you can follow, you can trust. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, what's it there for? What is the therefore, therefore, for all of you English grammar fanatics? I'm so glad you asked. 
Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. God is God. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. For from him and through him and for him are all things. This is the kingdom life you are being called into. To be free of the pressure, to be free of the weight, to be free of the uncertainty, and to know when you wake up in the morning, God, it's for you. And I'm okay because you don't hold out on me because your will is good and it is perfect and it is pleasing. And through you, you are going to give me everything I need because you promised the Holy Spirit. And you are generous. And you said I'll do even greater things than you did. And you did some really great things. Like save the whole world. For for you and from you and through you and to you are all things. My life is made to worship you. And I'm going to give you everything I got today. With everyone that I meet, everywhere that I go. Everyone that I meet, everywhere that I go. And you might just be thinking, how in the world do we make this possible? That's the question I'm asking. See, living with a kingdom outlook calls us to live daily with God in full view. You know what I put in full view of my life regularly? This thing. And you know what's really cruel about this thing? Is it, it's now counting my screen time. It's like, well, Kurt, you were working on your productivity for 12 minutes, and your social media was through the roof. You know, I mean, I don't know. It tells you everything now. It's like it's following me everywhere I go. To bring something in full view means we put it right here. I can see it fully. Sometimes I have to. You, right now, you are in full view of me. I can see you. The way we as followers of Jesus, we need to put Jesus, we need to put God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in view, in full view every day. And the way we do that is with priority. We just got to start going, God, get in front of me. God, here I am. I need you. I need to hear you. I need to see you. I need to feel you. I need to encounter you. God, would you be a priority today? Just take it a day at a time. Do not try to do 365 days in a row. I've tried that with my Bible reading plan. I'm going to get it in two years instead of one, okay? Just take it a day at a time. Priority. Practice. Just practice. Just give it a shot. Version Bible app. Use the Bible as practice. Presence. Just begin to cry out to God. God, I need you. I don't know where you are. I don't know that I can see you. I feel like I don't hear you. Just begin to cry out to God. Presence. God, give me your presence. Show me what your presence is like. And while today's talk says, start with me, do not buy into the lie of our culture that you should do this alone. 
If you want to grow in connecting with God, if you want to grow in discovering this kingdom life, you need to walk with other people so you can ask questions, you can share stories. This is what small groups is all about. Here's how we practice. We get into a small group. Here's how we practice. We get in a room like this and we put God in full view and we begin to proclaim and we begin to sing, sing things before we believe them. And we begin to hear God before we even realize that God's there. Small groups is an incredible place for you to understand God has incredible plans for your life. He's got purposes for your life. I want to show you a video of one of our groups. It's called Alpha. Alpha is a great place to ask questions, to connect, and to grow the rhythms of putting God in full view. Check this out. Having conversations about life, faith, and Jesus is hard. And this is interesting because at some point, everyone wrestles with life's big questions. Questions about hope, purpose, meaning, and love. Imagine creating a space where people in our community, our friends, neighbors, and coworkers, can come and have conversations in a way that is authentic and unforced where leaders don't need to have all the answers and anyone can ask tough questions and share honestly about what they believe. That's what Alpha is all about. Alpha started in a church in London years ago with a simple idea to engage friends who might not typically go to church. Lives were transformed and it began to grow all over the world. Today, you can find Alpha in schools, coffee shops, church buildings, prisons, and homes. And so far, millions of people have experienced Alpha. So what is Alpha? Alpha is a series of interactive sessions exploring the basics of the Christian faith. In each session, you eat food, listen to a talk, and have discussions in small groups. Eating food together creates space for people to connect, relax, and build friendships. The talks tackle core questions about life and faith from a Christian perspective. And the discussion allows people to unpack these ideas without fear of being corrected or judged. I know we had you at food, so, you know, nothing like a free meal. At the table are dinner groups that are launching this fall. You can sign up and just begin to Share the journey with one another. Ask a friend to begin to read scripture with you. There's a great resource called the YouVersion Bible app. It gives a verse of the day, every day, and you can just go one day at a time, one verse at a time. They give prayers. If you don't know what to pray, I would encourage you, pray the prayer of Jesus. God, your kingdom come, your will be done. And if that's, if that's not like where you're at, just say, God, like God, come. Start with me. In view of God's mercy, offer your life as a living sacrifice. You were made for worship. You were made for relationship with the living God. You were made to be a part of God's mission here in the earth to have the most fulfilling purpose of seeing heaven come, to receive all that God wants to do. You don't have to generate it. You don't have to make it happen. In humility, we posture ourselves under the authority of God, because we believe God is pursuing everyone, everywhere, with good news. Let's stand together.
I think that there is a real invitation for, I'm going to say everyone in the room. I grew up in church, so I'm a church kid. If you are new to church, I want to hang out with you because there are things that I just am so familiar with with church that it's hard for me to not see it through, you know, 30 plus years of church. But growing up in church, I had a lot of moments like this where there would be a person on stage and they would say, you know what, I think God wants to meet with you today. And I always was like, man, I'll just be really honest. Inside of me from a very young age, I wanted to meet with God. I wanted God to show up in my life in power. I wanted to have, I wanted to see miracles of scripture in my life. Like if that book is real, I want it for me. Anybody relate to that? So we would stand up like this and it'd be like, oh, like is God going to, God loves you. God is crazy about you. And I cannot search the mind of God, and I do not understand the timing of God, and I do not always understand the path of God, but I know that God loves you, his will is good, and it is intended to be pleasing in your life, and it is perfect. And I think today, for anybody who wants this, if you are here and you have never begun a relationship with Jesus, today with one word you can, and it's yes. It is yes. Maybe let's add a second one. Yes, God. Yes, God. If you are here today and faith has been a part of your story and you already say, you know, I've been following Jesus, I think there is a yes inside of some of our lives that is growing. And today is the day to just let it, to let it be declared. You have greater hunger. You are having more desperation in your life. You would go, God, I want to see a move of God in me. I'm going to be honest. I want to see a move of God in our city. I want to see a move of God on the earth. And what I know is that anything I want for those people out there, I better be willing to say, God, do it in me. Start with me. Yes, God, start with me. Yes, God, move in my life. Yes, God, teach me how to worship you. Yes, God, show me how to be a living sacrifice. Yes, God, let me understand that for you and through you and to you are all things. Yes, God. If that makes sense to you at all, I believe it is the Holy Spirit that is doing a beautiful work in you, and I'm just going to ask you to receive God's blessing in that place and that heart posture. I'm going to just pray over the room. And then if you want prayer for anything going on, I'm going to invite you to come down, and we're going to have teams available to pray. And I just take a posture like this. Like, I love getting good gifts. That, that's not a, that, that, that was not intended to be anything other than, like, I love giving good gifts from God. Okay? See, adding God to the end really makes a difference. I love getting good gifts from God. And the way I open up a good gift is open-handed. And if, if you just want God to meet you today, just as a, as a visible sign of what God's doing in your heart, just open up your hands. We just say, yes, God. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here in me, in us, in this day and time. Let heaven come to earth and may we be a community that say, start with me. In view of your mercy, let us offer our lives. In view of your authority, let us worship you every day.
in view of you being God, we say your will be done, not my will. We surrender and we say, yes, God, come with your spirit, pour it out. More of you, more of your kingdom, more of your authority, here and now we pray. Start with me. Start with me, God. Stir our hunger for your kingdom. Cultivate the desperation of our lives that we would realize there is nothing that compares to you because you alone are God. The world cannot provide what we long for. The view of the world cannot get it done. Pour out your kingdom. Stir the affection of our heart for you, King Jesus. We say yes to your movement to your kingdom. Give us eyes to see what you see this week. Give us ears to hear your voice this week. Connect us to you, the living God, that we might be hope to everyone, everywhere as we take the good news with us. I bless your community in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.